All right. Well, welcome to this episode of the Texas Tech Edition, the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. I am your host, Jackson Moody. And boy, it has been a tough week on the diamond this past week. Uh, Texas Tech gets swept by Texas, losing three very competitive baseball games, the last two off of walk-offs, and then loses a absolute shootout off another walk-off in Albuquerque against New Mexico. Um, I'm going to talk about a bit about this, where it leaves us on the season. I got to go to two of the three games in Austin this past week, watch the third on TV, and then a and then it also looks like we're going to have a new basketball coach. Um, I've been talking to, you know, some people with a uh, connection to one of the players. Um, I just want to give my thoughts on this coach. I, I think it's actually going to be a good hire. I think that it is a step in the positive direction. And we should have it all done by Friday. This is supposed to come out Thursday. So it will likely be tomorrow that we have a new head coach. All right. So... On the diamond in Austin, Texas Tech. I, I just want to give my overall thoughts on the series first. It was obviously a disappointment. You never want to get swept. It always sucks to get swept. We're also missing our top reliever. Probably missing our second relief, best reliever due to injury. We're missing a Sunday starter. Um, Dylan Carter's out. All of these guys should be back by the time the NCAA tournament comes around. So that's your positive news. The team that we saw this weekend is not going to be the team that we see in the NCAA tournament. But in every game, they got down pretty early. They got down one in the fourth, got back, uh, took the lead in the top of the six, two to one, then gave up two runs. And then, you know, there were situations in the early innings where I believe that you had bases loaded in either this, probably the third. I think that was the first inning that I actually got there or I watched after I actually got to the diamond, was the third. You had bases loaded, one out. Uh, that may have been the fourth, actually. And you just got nothing out of it. They come back and get a run in the bottom of the inning. It was just a really bad day, or bad series overall, hitting with runners on base. Just inefficient hit hitting. It was kind of uh, what our series was against Texas last year, except reversed. Um both their wins were off of somebody taking home uh, in the bottom of the ninth instead of extras off of uh, stealing home. And then a solo shot instead of a walk-off grand slam on Sunday for them. But that first day, I you kind of feel like Gerton got bounced in the sixth inning. You feel like if you had your top reliever... Something could have been different there because you gave up two in the sixth and then three in the eighth. It was a good day from Gerton. Um, but just, man, hitting with runners in scoring position was just not there. Kevin Bazell played pretty well. Two hits on four at-bats. Uh, overall, you went six for 31. They went seven for 27, so they were hitting better than you. Uh, it seemed like in the early go- going, you were doing a better job at getting on base. And then Saturday, this one was a painful one to watch. You got the solo home run from Washburn, and then they tie it up uh, with Galvan. And I was actually sitting with a couple of friends, and we were right behind Galvan's family. And you held their first eight hitters without a hit. And then 
Galvan there, nine hole, who doesn't even start much, gets his second career home run. It was at least it was only one. Tracer Lopez with a nice double to right field in the fourth. Uh, Hester with a single to left field, and it was a beautiful, beautiful slide from Tracer Lopez. Um, so Galvan, we we're right behind their family, and their family was livid that that run counted. I can tell you that much. They were absolutely livid that that run counted um because they they didn't think that he even touched home it was just a beautiful slide you watch it over and over again it was it, it was just a really nice nice slide barely got the uh edge of <laughs> barely got the tip of the plate um and then it came undone again I mean you pitched uh Mason Molina he pitched pretty well today uh, he gave up only three hits and in five innings pitched, two earned runs. Uh, he walked a couple, but nothing too bad. Uh, Josh Sanders came in in relief, only got one out, gave up two earned runs. And then Combs, uh, he came in, gave up one earned run on two innings. You take that out of a reliever every day. Then Andrew Devine, a brutal day for him. And he is a good pitcher. He is a good pitcher. Uh, I'm going to talk about, there was one run that we gave up. I believe it was in the sixth inning. It may have been in the eighth where you had a pop fly hit to right field. You ended up getting out of the inning without too much damage. I think there was one out left. You had guys on second and third. But he just lost the ball in the sun. And you really can't do that. Um, that, that was a frustrating one because you gave up a run. You probably could have had a little bit more. Um, you could have had a lot more breathing room. I think that what ended up happening is they got a sack fly out of it. Um, but then, in the ninth, you fight back. You're down five to three. Cash singles to right field, and Vulatek and Maxi both score. You're in good position, and then two outs. You you get guys on second and third. You can't get a hit to give you a little bit more breathing room. Then Andrew Devine walks a guy. There, or I'm sorry, there was a walk. He got to second, and then he balks. And all of a sudden, you're you're in a position where you can't allow any runs. You got a guy on second, nobody out, which is bad. But you see it all the time in the major leagues with that extra inning rule, that. You can get out of those. You can get out of those almost half the time. And Divine box man on third. They have two chances for a sack fly. At that point, you kind of feel like the game's over. And he throws a wild pitch. They take uh, Brown takes home. They score on, or on a wild pitch, clinch the series. Then again, Sunday, you got off to a bad start. Three nothing down early. You're missing your Sunday starter in Bo Blessy, which is a huge blow to you. Uh, Tabor Fast, he pitched well on Sunday against Oklahoma State. I think he went three and a third that game. He only went two innings this one, gave up three earned runs. Uh, Trenton Parrish came in, gave you some decent relief. He got he ate up three innings, gave up two earned runs. Ryan Free after that uh, was not a great week for Ryan Free. Um, only gets one out, two earned runs. Then uh, Jace Lopez. Gets two outs, gives up one earned run. Um, I thought Garrett Crowley pitched really well in that eighth inning. 
uh, got an inning pitch, no runs. He gave up two hits, worked himself out of the jam. So no complaints on uh, Crowley's performance there. And, man, this one hurts because you were down 8-3 to three at one point. In the eighth, you put up three runs. Um, you get a walk. Lopez grounds out. Hester singles to right. Um, then Maxi and Washburn score to get you to eight to seven. And then Woodcock singles to left. Uh, Curtis scores. And you're all of a sudden tied in the same situation as the day before. Then Guimalet. I am butchering that name. He's a long corner. There's probably not too many UT fans listening, so I'm probably okay butchering that one. Uh, he homers to left field, walks it off, and that is that's the game right there. That's the series you get swept. Um, overall in the series, let's see, you got 11 hits on Sunday. You were even with them. You got out hit by three hits all weekend, and you got swept. I mean, that, that's kind of brutal there. Um, there were some positive takeaways from this. Don't get me wrong, but what killed you was situational hitting and a little, and some poor relief performances and a poor starting performance on Sunday. You're taking both of your starting performances from Friday and Saturday every day of the week, but overall you were nine of 54 with runners on base. I believe on Saturday you, you hit for nine innings. Six of your final outs came with a strikeout in the inning. Six of the nine innings you struck out to end the inning on Saturday. That's that's just not going to get it done. Um, this team, it's a very young team. First time going on the road in Big 12 play. They fought back really well um, on both Saturday and Sunday. Friday, they kind of let it get out of hand um, in that eighth inning. But they, they had chances to win really all three of these games. So it's a brutal blow. It sucks to get swept. It really sucks to get swept by Texas. Overall, I don't think you're in much trouble. I will say, Tracer Lopez at shortstop, he impressed me all weekend. Also, a uh, little shout-out here to our catcher. Uh, he doesn't start much. Uh, Austin Maxey. He played really well, and it was kind of funny watching him. Or, sorry, not Austin Maxey, Dylan Maxey. I'm sorry, Dylan. Um, he played pretty well. Um, he went one for three on Saturday. He hadn't had a, a hit yet this season, and then uh, he, he got on base once on Sunday and scored. So I thought that Dylan Maxey played really well. I really liked what he gave you defensively. I know he let that uh, wild pitch by him. On Saturday, that scored the winning run. Like a 90% chance that run scores anyway. Even if he keeps that in front of him, they're, they're probably getting a sack fly, moving the base runner home. But I thought that he played really well. And then we'll go to the midweek. And I, I want to start by saying this. These games in Albuquerque are a hitter's paradise. It was 5-4 to four after the first inning. There wasn't an inning that nobody scored until the sixth. Um, Ryan Free did not get the start. Zane Petty threw one inning, gave up five earned runs. Not good. Garrett Crowley came back in, uh, pitched two innings, two earned runs. And look, that's not good. But I'll tell you what, in Albuquerque, um, that's also not terrible. Jace Lopez 
did a great job pitching. Three innings, no earned runs. He really steadied the ship for Tech in those middle innings. Uh, Derek Bridges got two outs, gave up an earned run. Ethan Combs didn't get a single out, gave up a run. Then Ryan Free pitched okay for being in Albuquerque. Gave up the walk-off home run, though. Uh, he got pitched one and two-thirds. There's not much to gain by playing in Albuquerque, except you keep your rhythm. You get them at home for a midweek. You don't gain a ton. This is a New Mexico team that came into this game ranking higher in RPI than, a, I believe, three teams that are joining the Big 12 next year. I know they're, they were right ahead of Houston and BYU. So not a bad New Mexico team. I think they ranked first in the nation in batting average coming into this. Um, I doubt that changed after this one. Um, overall, you were 15 of 44. So your hitters feel like they're hot. They were 14 of 30. Uh, New Mexico was 14 of 38. Um, it is what it is. Washburn got another home run. I think Washburn's about to get pretty hot here. He got a couple of stolen bases. Uh, this team's a lot faster than last year. Disappointing performance. Um disappointing week for Tech and you have a huge series coming up against TCU overall for Texas Tech the schedule will lighten up you start with Oklahoma State then you go to Texas then you play TCU those are probably the three best teams in the Big 12 you get ACU in the midweek next week you get a home uh, series at home against North Dakota State before going on the road to Stanford which will be a good test for you and then you go to Norman Norman could be a tough place to play Get a midweek against Grand Canyon. You host Baylor. That is a huge potential sweep opportunity. You go to Abilene Christian. Kansas State actually just swept uh, Oklahoma in Manhattan. So that could be a tough series for you. You get a weekend series against Sam Houston. You go to West Virginia, who's a pretty good team right now. I know they they have good players. They have one really, really good pitcher, one really, really good hitter. I don't know how good of a team they are. I think they'll be a tournament team. They're probably going to end up being a bubble team, probably a three-seed in the tournament is what I'd guess. And you finish with Kansas at home. So if you can get through these first three series in Big 12 play at 4-5 and five with two series wins, and you have two great potential sweep opportunities at home against both Kansas and Baylor, you're really going to like where you're at. And 4-5 and five is not a great record through three series in Big 12 play, but that means you've gotten two series wins over two of probably the top four teams in the conference. You're up there with the top four. You can certainly fight your way back from that, and the schedule is going to lighten up. I don't think that getting swept this week necessarily took you out of the Big 12 title race either. Last year, you were probably a worse team than you are this year. You had some bigger names, but I don't think you had the depth that you do this year and you got swept by TCU and still went into that last home series knowing that taking two out of three gave you a split overall for the season so overall definitely a disappointing weekend I think you're gonna get better you're gonna get Dylan Carter back at some point in a couple months before the tournament you're gonna get Bo Blessy back you're, you have your best reliever going uh, back from suspension this weekend. This is a huge series against TCU. 
They have a lot of talent, TCU does, but they have not been that great this year. I think this is a real opportunity for you to take two out of three and get some momentum back. And uh, season is far from done. The Big 12 title race is far from done for this team. All right, moving on from baseball. Um, basketball, we're going to hire Grant McCaslin. That one's, it's all sealed up. We're hiring Grant McCaslin. It, it, he should be announced tomorrow. He should be announced on Friday. And the more I look at Grant McCaslin, the more I liked him. Um, that's what I was talking about this past week. They absolutely shut down Wisconsin in the second half of that NIT semifinal. Absolutely shut them down. I mean, let me see here. On Tuesday, they beat them 56-54. They allowed 41 points in the first half, then only gave them 13 points in the second half. And North Texas is fairly efficient from the field. I will say that. They run the shot clock pretty far down. They are obviously less talented than Wisconsin. Grant McCaslin just straight up outcoached. Uh, the Wisconsin coach. It, it's really impressive what he's done. He went to Stillwater, beat Mike Boynton, and then he goes to Vegas and beats Wisconsin on a neutral court. And also, we don't win in Stillwater much, so finding a coach that can win there, that's a that's a big plus. There's also a couple, um, the Conference USA Player of the Year. He's a point guard. We may be getting him uh, if he comes with us. I probably would expect that we do. And I, I know that there's been a lot of people, sorry if I got too close to the mic there, I know there's been a lot of people that are frustrated that he's coaching in the NIT and can't be announced as the Texas, Texas Tech head coach. I completely get it. But what I will say is the NIT, winning the NIT would not mean much to Texas Tech as a program. Winning the NIT for North Texas would mean a ton as a program for them. That would be a huge achievement for them. That would be a huge achievement for these players on North Texas. And I am completely on board with him finishing out his season as the North Texas coach and then announce him on Friday. Don't let it go through the weekend. Because from what I from what I can tell, the toughest thing for these current players that are still here even the ones that may have entered the transfer portal that may return, like Elijah Fisher, Robert Jennings, not AMAC. Don't care about him. But the ones that may return, the toughest thing for them is they don't know who the head coach is. So I completely get shown respect to your players. You are all in on them. You are focused on them right now. He is still cashing checks from North Texas. These are the players he recruited. These are the players that worked hard for him all year to get into this situation. So I completely get shown respect for them. However, as soon, as soon as this tournament ends, announce them. Friday morning, announce them. I, I don't care that, oh, you're, you're going to announce your coach Friday before the Final Four. Like, that's a horrible time to drop the news. That, I don't care. Do it on Friday. Let him have all weekend to start recruiting. Let him talk to the players this weekend. No more waiting on it after this NIT run's done. I wish that he would have gone out last week against Oklahoma State, honestly, so that we could have had this all wrapped up last week. But 
It's going to be Grant McCasland. They should announce him tomorrow. And we'll see where, where we go from there. And I know that his offensive tempo is not fun to watch. He, the last two years, has had the lowest tempo in all of Division One. He also has not quite had the athletes he will have at Texas Tech. And it, at the JUCO level, he was a very fast coach. They ran a high-tempo system, and the JUCO level does lend itself to that. But I think that he will adapt some on the offensive end. Um, what I'm hearing, I'm not sure if it's going to be Peary or Barrett Peary, Al Pinkins, or both. I think one of those guys will be coming. Um, I think Ben McCollum, uh, he's a very successful JUCO coach. Uh, I think he'll also be on staff. I don't know if he'll be one of the assistant coaches or one of the advisors. I guess I I, I, I heard a couple different things. Um, but expect Ben McCollum on staff. I'd be surprised if he's not there. Um, and then I'd also expect at least one of Barrett Beery or Al Pinkins to join him on staff. Um, there's also a name on the North Texas staff that I think would be very important uh, to keep in one certain player. Uh, let let me find this name real quick. It is Achoki Moikobu, I believe. I, I know the first names, right? I'm not sure about the last name. But he would be very important uh, to keeping one certain freshman on this team. Very, very important to that. So... I think there's a good chance that those are three of the coaches, Achoki, either Pinkins or Peary, and then, um, sorry, Ben McCollum. I think those are three of the assistant coaches, uh, Ben McCollum and Achoki, I'm pretty sure will come. Um, then one of Pinkins or Peary, maybe both of them. So, We'll get to talk about this next week. I'll record on Monday next week. I've been traveling the last two weeks. Got to watch the Texas Tech Texas series. Did not go our way but uh, because of the travel. But I'll be back. I'll be recording on Monday next week. So we'll be out by Tuesday. Uh, appreciate y'all listening. Uh, this is Jackson Moody. Thank you.